Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Morning. Wake up! The Early Line. Line up! All right, here we go. It is now a, uh, well, it's a Thursday. It is March the 12th. How long that will be, we don't know. But welcome in uh, to the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Joe Neri alongside Dane Martinez and what was a uh, uh, exciting 24 hours, to say the least, in the world of sports, not only from a, uh, from a sports betting perspective, but uh, from a real-life perspective, some of the best uh, reality TV you will see as we mentioned it yesterday, the coronavirus, very fluid situation. And yes. uh, little by little, day by day, we learn a little bit more and people react a little bit more. Some will say overreact. Some will say not enough. Uh, the uh, the bottom line is we sit here on a Thursday morning uh, with a selection Sunday, just a few days away here, trying to put it all together. Brackets, uh, we're talking billions of dollars across the board in the economy from a sports betting perspective, from a uh, from a concession, from a school university, a ton of money at stake here over uh, over the next couple of weeks. And it it all might be gone here, especially as uh, last night, the NBA said they are uh, suspending the rest of the season, some 19, 18, 19 games uh, for many of these teams. Nobody knows when they'll be back on the court. And while uh, we knew from the NCAA that they were not going to allow fans into a lot of these tournament games, uh, most all of them, in fact, all the tournaments that are going on, uh, we are now left wondering here this morning. And I'm sure at some time between we are done with you here at 9 a.m. this morning, I'm fairly confident we will have a uh, an answer as to whether or not the NCAA, the ACC, the SEC, all the rest of these tournaments uh, will continue. Um, I doubt it very much, uh, given the fact that uh, it would be very hard to explain how the pros uh, have gone ahead and, and suspended their season. But the amateurs, somehow or another, uh, they're not worthy of that. Ab- and I love this quote, abundance of caution. It's an abundance of caution. Okay, well, if the pros are taking abundance of caution, wouldn't it make sense that the amateurs take an abundance of caution? We'll talk about that. We'll get you caught up with all the latest. There was actually some games played last night. We'll give you the results. We'll take a look at what may be later today. But first, here's Dan Strafford with your headlines on The Grid. Well, Joe, we wake up to a world with no professional basketball in the United States. Last night, the NBA did suspend the rest of their season indefinitely. This comes after Utah Jazz Center. Rudy Gobert was said to have tested positive for the coronavirus. It was a crazy scene in Oklahoma City as the Thunder and Jazz were set to play before being sent back to their locker rooms. After consulting with the NBA League office, the game was called. The NBA is telling players from the Cavaliers, Knicks, Celtics, Pistons, and Raptors to self-quarantine. Also suspended last night, the Pelicans-Kings game because of contact with the Utah Jazz. We did have 
A couple of games go final, 124-106. The 76ers beat the Pistons. Joel Embiid, 30 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists. The Knicks beat the Hawks, 136-131. Trey Young did have 42 points, 2 rebounds, and 11 assists in that game. And the Mavericks beat the Nuggets, 113-97. They will finish the season for now with a 40-27 record. Nebraska coach Fred Hoiberg was diagnosed with the flu after being taken to the hospital following the Cornhuskers' 89-64 loss to Indiana on Wednesday in the first round of the Big Ten Tournament. Hoiberg left the game with four minutes remaining after looking ill on the bench. Broadcast showed him sitting with his head's he- head in his hands. In the NCAA, we do wait for word, as Joe just said, whether or not the tournament will move forward. If it does, fans will not be permitted to attend. The Mariners will move home games out of Seattle through the end of March following the state of Washington's decision to ban large group events as a response to the coronavirus outbreak. Seattle have been scheduled to open the season at Safeco Field. Johnny Cueto will start on opening day for the San Francisco Giants against the L.A. Dodgers on March 26. Manager Gabe Kapler told reporters on Wednesday. And Cleveland Indians right-hander Carlos Carrasco does not have structural damage in his sore pitching elbow. Indians announced Wednesday that an MRI confirmed that Carrasco is, quote, dealing with mild right elbow inflammation. And in the NFL, the Packers have released tight end Jimmy Graham, saving them $8 million. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. All right, Dan, thank you very much. As uh, a lot remains up in the air from uh, from a whole lot of fronts here. We're talking jobs. We're talking, uh, you know, sports. We're talking economy. We're uh, every, every facet uh, that involves the world of sports, uh, which is usually used as a uh, nice outlet to uh, take your mind off of the craziness that uh, usually surrounds us in the world. Uh, we might have to get uh, ready for a world without any sports, at least uh, for another month or so. Kind of unprecedented as sports books are scrambling right now to try to figure out uh, what to do. Uh, there's been strikes. There's been work stoppages in the past with single leagues, Dane. There has never been an across the board, every sport at the same time, shut down for any significant portion of time. And, you know, the dominoes falls. The NBA announced it. I'm sure the NCAA is going to announce it. it the NHL, you, you don't want to be that one league right. that goes ahead and stays out there. So it's all going to fall down, which means, uh, and who knows how long, at least the quarantine period, we're talking at least two to four weeks, uh, the entire sports universe and everything that comes along with that, jobs, economy, uh, sports books, betting, all gone, man, in the uh, in the snap of a finger and in 24 hours. It's actually quite unprecedented. Never seen anything like this. Yeah, it absolutely is, Joe. I'm reminded of 24 hours ago where one of the things I said to you and we agreed was that, you know, the NHL, NBA, all the leagues came out in a unified front about the media access, remember? And I was like, listen, because no league wants to be that one and let's do it across the board, right? Either this is a threat or it's not. And so yesterday, when the NBA was kind of canceling games after today, and then we saw, you know, the late night game get canceled, I don't understand, Joe, when NCAA comes out and says March Madness will be played but without fans, what does that mean for today? Like, I just don't understand, Joe, how, like, you know, next week we can't have fans, the NBA can't have fans, but literally in five hours at Madison Square Garden, St. John's can play Creighton? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how it's dangerous or we need to exercise caution in one situation, 
but not in the other. That's the thing that I don't understand, and that's the thing that I was applauding yesterday, at least a consistent response. Joe, like, how can St. John's play Creighton? That's the first game, right? It's at noon today, and it's at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks have been told to quarantine because they played the Jazz recently. How in the hell can you tell 18,000 people to go to Madison Square Garden today? Mm. Well, the NCAA controls the tournament. They don't control the ACC, the SEC, and everything. So the conference games, Mark Emmer comes out and says that the tournament games will be without fans, only necessary personnel. That that was the first domino to fall yesterday afternoon. Um, Then, at some particular point, we were going to get an announcement about the NBA saying, we're going to move forward, we're going to continue the season, but we're going to do it without allowing fans into the building. Uh, that morphed into the Oklahoma City Thunder game being delayed against Utah because they were waiting from word. Apparently, somebody had come down uh, and was sick, and we didn't know who and what was yeah. going on. But next thing we know, they're announcing to the uh, to the stadium that you've got to clear out. We're all safe, we're but all your safe. ass has got to get all- out. Like, yeah, we're safe, but don't let the door hit Jimmy ants on the way out. And that would go touching everything. Like, uh, yeah, well, I was the night, but again. It, and that's the other important thing, guys. He's not on his deathbed. And this is the other drama-ridden thing here. He didn't. He doesn't even feel sick. So that's the other thing of note here, which is the, the panic is, oh, my God. Like, people are picturing him in some sort of ICU, and he's, you know, he's got tubes. No, guys, he's, he's fine. And he was touching all of that the night before because he felt fine. He still feels fine. But that's still, you know, that's still not the best course of action, Joe, because what I'm, I'm and listen, information is coming in. Everyone doesn't truly know what it is. My understanding, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, is that the true risk for an able-bodied world-class athlete with a great immune system is to Rudy Gobert, but then pass it on to other people and then have it spread to the elderly, others with underlying conditions, and in essence, be patient zero. You cannot feel sick, but you can still, if you have it, pass it on to others. And I think when we are in this phase of, you know, it's really called what community spread, that that's why we have to take caution. That's why there's no large gatherings. You can feel fine. It's not going to kill you, Rudy Gobert, but you could still transmit it to others. And in essence, you are a walking public safety risk. Yeah. And also, guys, it's not airborne. So the fact that you're in row 201 behind right. a seat and Rudy Gobert's got it, that's that's not how it's It's not transmitted through the air. You have to have actual body contact. You've got to have some sort of, you know, fluid exchange going on. There's there's nothing to do with that because I was in the rafters watching a game and somebody right. in the building got it. Everybody's going to no, know that's not that's not how it works. So but the misinformation from snorting cocaine will kill the uh, the virus to you know <laughs> drinking bleach is uh, is amazing to me that around the world there are people uh, doing those crazy types of things here out of pure fear and panic and uh, it seems to have snowballed and and that's kind of what we got here and what you described um, is true for the flu for any influenza it, it's yeah. yes you become a walking incubator for a virus. <laughs> But there's nothing different about that. The coronavirus is exactly that. It is the flu. We're trying to make it out to seem like it's uh, night of the living dead here, and it's uh, like a bunch of zombies walking around. Not what it is, guys. But when you're talking about a billion-dollar industry, um, you can't be that one to have the patient zero. 
and then all of a sudden continue to play, you just can't do it. The optics of it are terrible. So sports are done with probably for the next 30 days. We'll figure out the ramifications. We'll take a look at what happened last night in the games that were played. Yeah, and we'll try and make sense of it all. What the hell we're going to talk about over the next uh, month or so. We'll do that coming up next on the grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. As uh, we anticipated, that uh, if things uh, go according to plan, which nothing has over the last week or so, you're talking about 50 college basketball games on tap. Now that the NBA has stepped aside and suspended their season, uh, we've got 10 NHL games for now. They uh, did say they plan on uh, meeting today and uh, releasing a statement about the rest of their regular season as well. Uh, and I know there's got to be uh, a whole bunch of people that are holding future tickets right now going, um, mm-hmm. what in the hell does it all mean? And so what it all means is basically this. You are going to have, if you have a win total, a season win total ticket that you are holding on a team, um, those tickets in almost in almost all sports books, though, they are considered valid only if a full 82-game season is played. Uh, if you have a MVP or a champion ticket of some sort, um, well, those aren't really dependent on the regular season. So whether or not they finish the next 18 or 19 games for some team is really irrelevant to those that are holding those tickets. Right. It is always a smart idea to understand what the house rules because they vary from sportsbook to sportsbook. But you got to know exactly what you're in for. If they don't play the and across the board, though, if you don't finish an 82-game season and you have a win total based upon an 82-game season, that ticket is going to be refunded. That will be void. Uh, the games last night, if you were in on either the Oklahoma City Jazz game or the late game with uh, New Orleans, uh, those tickets have been refunded. So you don't lose any of the money, but the MVP and the, you know, the, the league champions and the, uh, and the overall champion – you know, those tickets are going to be valid regardless of what happens in the regular season. But uh, keep an eye on that, especially coming up with baseball season. If they delay or decide that they're going to cut the season short, a lot of those uh, a lot of those future win total bets, uh, Dane, will be uh, heading back to betters. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if you remember, there were times in the NFL where lightning strikes had games end early, right? Or remember that preseason game with the paint on the field and they didn't actually play it. Remember, we talked about how games have to go 55 minutes for them to be official. We talked about how it looks like a rain delay in baseball. Same thing. If they don't play the actual full season for win totals, they don't have that opportunity to get above the number. But if they decide to just end the season this way and do a ward and MVP off of 61 games or something like that, um, it's absolutely feasible. What I'd be interested in, we have to check the standings. Are there any that are like 
between a half game right now for something like a division uh, futures bet, you know? So these mm -hmm. things are going to be interesting. It is a fluid situation. We don't know how long. Maybe they come back after two weeks. My biggest thing, Joe, is we're going to see an inconsistent response. The NBA has already decided to do something, right? But the NHL has not. The NCAA has already decided to have no fans. But what about individual conferences that tip off in five hours? You know, I'm starting to see things that, you know, in Madison Square Garden, they're going to play today without fans. But we don't really know. I applauded the consistency of the major leagues yesterday. But now what I feel is the biggest issue is the inconsistency of the response of, of, of different leagues. And that's what's leaving people a little bit concerned and everything really up in the air. Maybe they should all four commissioners should come on out and say something. Um, but then again, we don't know. And I wonder, what does it mean for a sport like golf or a sport like baseball, which is in open air settings? And maybe that's different than being in an arena. But I know these municipalities right now, it looks like are banning gatherings of 250 people or a thousand people. I have no idea how to handicap it. Just get your refunds when you can. It the NBA was not going to cancel or suspend its season prior to one of their players coming down with the virus. They would have done everything and anything but that. Um, and I, you know, I've got to believe that, well, now that they've done it, they've got the perfect reason. When you have one of your star players come down with the virus and basketball is a contact sport of sorts, uh, they didn't have a choice. Uh, baseball, the NHL, uh, without, you know, an actual player being down with the virus, uh, you know, they will, I am sure, because again, guys, it's, we're talking billions with a B here at stake for a lot of these, uh, a lot of these organizations and on down from the top all the way on down. Players don't play, players don't get a paycheck, guys. It's oh. that simple. I mean, that's, that's what's happening here as well. So. Candy man in the concession stand. Exactly. The valet, the guy at the attendant, yeah. the ushers, it the goes on down. The cab exactly. driver. There. I yep. mean. Exactly. Yeah, and you're going to have, uh, there's a lot of money that are tied to this. I mean, already the NCAA coming out and saying no fans in the arena was already, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars for universities that they're not, you can't make that money back up. So they were already on the losing front there. Now you've got, you know, 50 games set to go tonight. You had Fred Hoiberg for some unknown reason, knew he was sick and went out and coached a damn game last night. For Nebraska of all teams, like they were ever going to win against Minnesota, didn't make any sense to watch him, you know, practically uh, passing out on the court and on the seat. And the poor coach, the assistant coach next to him, just, you know, getting all lubed up there with hand sanitizer throughout the game was hysterical. I mean, I hate to laugh here, but the guy was just every 30 seconds, he was he was dropping hand sanitizer all over him. He knew he was sick. He has to go to the hospital afterwards. That, to me, would have been the icing on the cake. If Fred Hoiberg had actually been diagnosed with right. the coronavirus, then it would have been over at that point. However, and again, this is it's important that people get tested. He's just got a cold. He's got nothing, right. nothing special about what he's got other than the fact that you showed up on the floor of right. your team knowing what else is going on. I don't understand what Hoiberg was doing for a team that was never going to win a game anyway. But, Joe, here's the other. I, I agree with you, right, that the fact that Gobert, and I believe Emmanuel Moutier as well, you know, because they actually tested for it. Mm -hmm. I think the other the issue, though, is 
as we've seen in the news, people are struggling to get access to testing, right? Yes. So how do we know, Joe? I'll bet my bottom dollar that there are kids, staff members, whatever, that have this virus that don't know it. There are thousands of people walking mm -hmm. around this country that have this virus right now and don't know it and may be kind of like healthy, a well person, and are feeling like, oh, I just got a sniffle. Oh, I just got a little cold and are going about their daily lives. There are thousands of people like that. And when you say the PR of it all, who wants to be the conference, Joe, where something like you just saw with Fred Hoiberg, right? But what if it's a ball boy? What if it's a cheerleader? What if it's the play-by-play -play guy? We don't know, right? And I think this is a very slippery slope, how the NCAA can say, oh, in two weeks, we need to take this measure. But the A-10 can't say that today we need to take this measure. I just, it's, it's inconsistent. I just don't understand. I understand that if Gobert has it, it it's a black and white kind of issue. But to assume that we're in the clear, unless there's some kind of diag diagnosed case among your, you know, among your staff or your team, I don't know if that's prudent either, Joe. Well, you know, the the other side of the argument is what you just described is everyday life. Uh, people sure. walk around with the flu documented knowing the flu each and yeah. every day in this country. And the same people that would be at the most risk for this are at risk for that. So the argument people are making is that this is, you are basically taking an abundance of caution of what has already been and has been in place for years and years and years. And the idea now that all of a sudden you're gonna stop it because, you know, think about it. If this was last year and all of a sudden you, you shut the NBA down because somebody came down with the flu would be a little ridiculous. So the comparison they're making is that there's there's no difference here, people. Just be more people die from the flu every year. The same yeah, people in the same demographics people, yeah. die, then yeah. they've even come close to dying in this. So, you know, people the the overreaction, absolutely buying toilet paper, buying hand sanitizer. The leagues, though, everything is about perception. It's not about reality. It's about perception with these leagues. And the perception is, oh no, Rudy Gobert's got the gotta shut it down because it's coronavirus and not flu, which is what he's got, um, that of course means that gotta stop it, gotta shut it down. And I don't know how you're the last league standing in that. I just, I don't right. know how do you justify it. It's a, it's a slippery slope for him. Right, because then what happens? No, I, I, I get what you're saying and I agree with you on a lot of levels, right? But which conference today that's going to decide to go on is then, you know, by 7 p.m. tonight, going to realize that they have egg on their face. No yeah. conference wants to be that. The NHL doesn't want to be that. Major League Baseball, MLS, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, they canceled the St. Patrick's Day Parade here in New York City. Joe, do you know how much money is involved in the St. Patrick's yeah. Day Parade in New York City? You know what I mean? Uh, South by Southwest, Coachella. So... I it's a very slippery slope, and I just feel my overriding thing is that when it's inconsistent, it leaves people still questioning what's really going on. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, unfortunately, what's going on is that you've got big business meeting, uh, yeah. you know, the, the perception of the of the world right, right now, and it's right. it's a tough. If Rudy Gobert doesn't have this virus, they're just playing with no fans. I, I mean, that's. Basically, that's what the NCAA said, that 
We're going to keep going because we don't at this particular point where our hand isn't forced to shut down because a, a player or a team or a coach or somebody like that uh, is on the court. But as soon as that happens, now the question is, do they forego and wait for that to happen? And now you try to limit the exposure with no fans. Do you keep going down that path or do you just shut it down altogether? There is a big difference because, again, that is not something that can be you feel terrible for the athletes. You feel terrible. Even the Ivy League, you feel terrible for the athletes that competed all year in the Ivy League, weren't able to actually, everything they worked for got blown up. So it's it's tough. It's a tough situation, but it's one, unfortunately, it's the reality of the situation here. And we'll take a look here on what it means today with the games that are scheduled. We'll do that coming up next here on The Grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, welcome back in. Uh, certainly uncharted territory here for uh, not only athletes, uh, but sports bettors alike, uh, leads. Uh, the idea of uh, if this does move forward, and uh, until we hear otherwise, there are 50 games on tap for the NCAA uh, tournaments around the country, conferences around the country here today. Uh, and if they do go forward with these games, there will be nobody in the stands. And... Yep. So the question from a sports betting perspective is, this continues to move along. Well, what can, what do you expect? How, how do you go about handicapping? And again, uncharted territory because um, we've never had to deal with this on, on any level. But here's what we do know. We can kind of deduct from that, right? We do know that home court advantage or the perception of a home court advantage is a hell of a lot more valuable in college basketball than it is in, in some other sports. Uh, the data provides and shows that, you know, the pro, even the pros, um, you know, they are at at least, you know, they are at least half the games, if not more, greater than 50% of the time, their records are much better at home than they are on the road, right? We know 18, 19 year olds, and we watched it all season long, having that game at home versus away was a big difference for a lot of conferences and a lot of teams. And it makes total sense. So when you have these conference games now on, on some of these in the neutral site settings, that's why we're always talking about, well, this fan, how close are they? Well, you know, in Greensboro right now, the ACC, you would think North Carolina and you would think, you know, a lot of those teams in and around the area will have what is perceived as a home court advantage. And that matters. Now, Point spreads are the great equalizer, guys, which is why we have them. Uh, they take those types of things into effect. Without that now, taking that out, um, where there is absolutely no fans in the building right now, we know underdogs, especially in buildings, Dane, we've seen it. Underdogs 
The crowd feeds off of underdogs. They root for the underdog. Right. You've got a one playing a 16. The crowd is backing the number 16 seed. They ain't backing the number one seed. So underdogs usually always do better early on in the tournament, like we saw last night in a lot of cases. The underdogs do well, and it's usually correlated where the fans in the building may or may not have a horse in the fight, but when it comes down to the final two minutes, if a dog's got a chance of pulling it off, they're rooting for the dog. Take that element out of it now. What you basically have is a scrimmage. And who's the better team? And that really simplifies things a whole lot more. Now, I don't know if the lines are going to adjust, but I do know this. Looking at the games here with nobody in the building, if they go on today, figure out who the better team is. That better team is going to win because of the other pressures and the other things that the crowd helps elevate that's gone. Then it comes down to talent, and talent, 99 out of 100 times, then is going to end up winning outright when all other things are equal. No crowd means all other things are going to be equal. Give me the team who is better, and they'll probably end up winning the game. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. You know, you may see me betting a lot of money lines today instead yeah, of just right, exactly. yeah. that exact theory. And you're right, Joe. I mean, I've been in buildings before. Like when they do the tournament, guys, um, and a lot of times you'll have the night session ticket, which means mm -hmm. you have access and can see both games, you know, like the seven o'clock game and the nine sure. o'clock game. You're only a fan of one of those four teams. So the other game you have, you see it all the time. Someone will be in like a Wisconsin sweater in the arena. And the first game is, you know, Ohio State versus Michigan State, right? And so, yes, then they generally lean towards trying to upset the big dog and the big favorite. That's where there's energy in the room when any kind of big underdog is, you know, hanging in there or leading late. So that makes sense to me. We also talk about all the time, Joe, things like weather neutralizes talent and levels the playing field, right? That sort of thing. So I do believe that playing in front of an empty building will neutralize a lot of the other factors and the talent will shine through. We've seen this already. We've seen, you know, Joe, we had Charles Michel come on. The Champions League in Europe, they are playing without fans right now. Major business is doing this. And we're getting word that that's the case. That is going to be the case for the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden and the A-10 tournament at the Barclays. It looks like, as of now, they are going to proceed with no fans in the building. Yeah, and as the tournaments, you know, if the tournament continues, and we get, again, 50 games on tap here today in college basketball, uh, a lot of these neutral site games for the bigger conferences, nobody in the building, it's going to be a an adjustment. It's already an adjustment for... Kids, you know, 18, 19-year-olds playing in an unfamiliar place as it is. So if we thought the unders in neutral site games uh, were valuable, uh, they are going to be even more valuable now, given the fact that uh, you basically haven't, you know, don't kid yourself. Athletes have been playing scrimmages and nobody watching their whole lives. So it's not it's not as big a fact as, as we think it is. But when sp when spreads are based upon home field, yeah. home court advantage, um, you have to take that into consideration. And while, listen, the NBA, if they don't play the final 18, 19 games of the season, who cares, right? But the problem is you're going to care when it comes to if all of a sudden the team, uh, let's say in Oklahoma City, makes the playoffs. But you know what? 
can't play in Oklahoma City. So now you got to go to a different venue. And now there is no home court advantage in uh, in basically the NBA playoffs. And that's where it starts to get dicey is that we know the numbers, Dane. And when it comes to the pros, especially in the NBA, in the playoffs, home court matters. And, you know, there are going to be some teams that are going to be at a disadvantage who normally would have the leg up, higher seed, of course. Now all of a sudden you're playing in a, in a foreign place your fans aren't there. No, see, it's it really does change the game as far as how you'd look and how you'd handicap all this out because you take that away, that's a big blow to what should you know favorites, especially ones that spent all year being the higher seed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the term home field advantage has the word advantage in it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yep. And I got to tell you, this happened. You know, it's it's MLS, Joe, but my mm-hmm. squad, NYCFC. Okay, both last, they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference last year, okay? Their home field is Yankee Stadium, all right? They play the playoffs in October. Yankee Stadium was booked with the Yankees playing in the playoffs. They had to move to City Field. They lost their playoff game. They had to play mm-hmm. last night also against the Mexican squad in, a, in Tigres in a Champions League. You know where they had to play, Joe? Not in Yankee Stadium. They played in Red Bull Arena, the stadium right. of their rival. Fans didn't come out. They went down one nothing. This mm-hmm. is real, you know, with the home field advantage. You don't have your fans in the building. You're not sleeping in your own bed. You know, we talk about the idea of the depth perception in unfamiliar arenas. And, like, Joe... This just weighs on the public. It just weighs on people. People are afraid, you know? And who knows how many players tonight that are playing in these games have an uncle or an aunt who's sick, you know? Or come from a community that is a cluster. This is wearing on people. The impacts are in every facet of our society. And, you know, this is a public health concern, whether people are overreacting or not. It's very interesting. We talk about handicapping motivation with 19-year-olds going to a bowl game. What Mm. about 19-year-olds if they're worried about a public health concern? Yeah. And and be careful not to. Pros are different than, obviously, amateurs in college games. And there is a school of thought in the NBA that if these games uh, continue and move forward, that there might be an adjustment to the totals. And there is a school of thought that the totals will go up, that the numbers will go up. And the reason being is that as a pro, there's less distractions with the crowd that you will get a, you know, some of these players, especially some of the stars, you get a little more focused, you get a little less distraction, especially some of the role players that scoring would be affected to the better where we'd probably get more scoring we get more focus from guys that aren't looking at, you know, the chick in section 203, uh, you know, whose baby mama is there, who's not. When you take all of that out of the equation, when it comes to the pros, there absolutely could be an increase in the uh, in the scoring due to the fact that you got a little bit more. Now it's just basketball. And, you, and we've all seen there are guys that thrive much better in a YMCA gym atmosphere with a, you know what I mean, a rec league that guys will just, go off and it's that much easier when the cameras aren't on them. I don't think people realize it's when the cameras are rolling, guys, there's interviews you got to do. There's this you got to do. There's that. It, you take all that out. I could see pros, at least some of them, being a lot more productive on the uh, on the basketball court. So I would lean to the over in those types of situations. Sure. 
Maybe, but as you say, Joe, before, this is uncharted territory, right? Mm. Like, I, there's no way to know for sure how people will react. What you just said sounds logical to me. I can buy mm. that, right? But I also would bet that there's people out there that can make an argument that it should be the under instead. Absolutely. As a re- rationale for that, I might yep. be like, that makes sense, too. You know, I think yep. you said it at Top, Joe, we are in uncharted territory with this, yep. and I kind of think we're still at the beginning of how we're going to respond to this. And I do think it it's also going to depend, and this is all hypothetical, let's just say they make it through the, you know, the, uh, the quarantine period here of two weeks, three, let's say uh, come mid-April when the playoffs are going to start, they're going to start. Um, I do think, and they probably won't be with fans, guys. I can tell you that, that they'll, first of all, the NBA is allowed these teams to continue to practice. So the fact that they're not going home and locking the doors and pulling the shades down, guys, they're, they're going to be practicing. They're not, uh, they're not forbidden to go to the arenas or anything along those lines. That's not the case. Um, But you also got to take into consideration the rivalry aspect in some of these playoff games. That alone, I think, will motivate guys where the crowd might have. I do think if I don't like the guy I'm playing, there could be an edge to be had there. We'll talk more about uh, the what ifs, because that's where we're at now. Coming up next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back in. Uh, it is the early line here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Joe Neri, Dane Martinez here as we try to make heads or tails of uh, the last 24 hours, which has been a, a complete whirlwind. The entire sports universe uh, completely turned upside down on its head after not only yesterday the NCAA announces uh, fans. We will continue on with uh, tournament play here. Uh, not only in uh, as we get ready to crown a champion by the time we get to Sunday in each conference, but of course Selection Sunday and the tournament next week, all of it will be done without a single general public, uh, basically no fans in the building. Media is allowed in. Uh, as of right now, the media members are still allowed in. Um, of course, you know, essential personnel with the teams as well as select family members of the uh, student athletes, all will be allowed in the building. But ultimately, the guy, the fanatic that uh, will sit in Section 300 and scream and yell and uh, and have a good time and motivate is not going to be there. So as a from a handicapping perspective, try uncharted territory for a lot of us, and we're trying to figure out some of the best ways to approach these games without fans uh, because home Home court advantage, home field advantage, there it is an advantage. And now if you take that out, what are we, you know, what are we left with? And I will say this too, Dan, I thought about this with the NBA. The yeah. NBA cancels 18 games for the rest of the season. Who cares? It's the playoffs. 
on April 15th that begin that really matter to even right. NBA fans will tell you who cares if you know you didn't get enough ping pong balls because you didn't have a chance to lose an extra 10 games who cares um the teams that are going to be playoff bound are pretty much set and everybody's okay with it so you move on but when we're talking about an NBA coming back we're probably talking about an NBA coming back without fans again and in the playoffs that matters you know what else matters in an NBA game guys refs and if you don't think refs are influenced by home home field fans home court fans versus away fans you are right. out of your mind. They've done the studies, guys. The refs are seriously in. Nobody wants to, as a human being, get ripped apart for two and a half hours on a court because I'm calling fouls on LeBron or the home team Lakers. They'll call it, and everybody wants to be liked. It's human nature. You take that out, all of a sudden, the home team that would have normally been a little bit favored there not getting the call, all of a sudden, that call gets hit, man. You know why? Because it's a damn foul, and the refs aren't worried about getting crushed by the home fans. Yeah. that that Again, what you just said sounds logical and valid to me, Joe, right? Like this idea, yes, you're right. Sometimes, you know, the home calls happen because, you know, like you just said, refs don't want to hear the hate and the vitriol from the home yep. fans. Now maybe that's not in play. But, you know, Joe... And, and we're in uncharted what-if territory, right? But across this country, it's also more serious in certain places than it is others. What if right. some cities or states, because, you know, there haven't been many, like, federal regulations on this. It's a lot of state-by-state state taking action, right? Like, the city of Seattle is banning things, you know? The state of California, the state of New York has declared emergency. What if... In some states or municipalities, there's a there's a law now, no gatherings of over a thousand people. But in somewhere else, there's not. Or what if in Toronto it's different because that's a different effing country, Joe? You know, right. like may, there may be inconsistencies as we go from state to state, depending on how these states react. What if it's different, you know, in Portland than it is in Memphis? What if it's yep. different in Philly than it is in Miami? You know, so that's where I'm getting uh, the inconsistency is the thing that really triggers it for me. So uh, word is coming out that uh, Major League Baseball is uh, is committed to starting the season on yep. time. And I can tell you that uh, I was at the ballpark yesterday for the Yankees and the Marlins game. And uh, I for, uh, something I've, I've not seen in a long time, which and it's usually always centered around you know, the Yankees, um, there were scalpers out in the parking lot yesterday selling tickets for $100 to go see the New York Yankees uh, split split squad because, quite honestly, outside of Gio Urshela, I couldn't name three people that were on the team yesterday. Uh, it's uh, They basically got nobody there. That any, it's, a, it's a double and triple A team the Yankees are sending around. And there were guys buying $100 tickets in the parking lot to go see the Yankees because they know, you know, diehard fans will not have a chance to go to New York if they live here in Florida. So guess right. what? For 100 bucks, they get to go see the New York Yankees in the uniform. Um, and I can tell you, there weren't any empty seats in that building yesterday in that stadium. Uh, they were full gung-ho. There was nobody worried uh, about catching a virus. There was no nothing. Now, I will say the access maybe, and we knew this from the media side, 
where they didn't make a whole lot of people available to interview. So usually you can walk right. into the locker room, you can hang out next to the guys and, and you know, you can get them on tape. They didn't do that yesterday. They kept uh, batting practice. They kept the fans a certain distance away. There wasn't a lot of interaction watching the players with the fans. I've been there prior where, you know, fans will go over to the kids out in the bleachers and a left field. You know, they'll sign. They'll have a good time. Wow. It's really a great atmosphere. You weren't getting any of that. But at the same time, you also didn't have people staying away from the stadium uh, at, at any stretch of the imagination. Hell, you even had guys buying $100 scalping tickets to go see a split-split squad of the New York Yankees take on the Marlins in a game that means nothing. That's the kind of fandom you're talking about. So fans, when we're talking about canceling games here, it's it hits home for a lot of people, and there are going to be a lot of people. You can't please everybody. Some right. people are going to say you need to cancel. Others are going to say, don't you dare You know, stop overreacting it's a tough spot, but Major League Baseball says we're going to keep going. And uh, if yesterday's attendance was any indication, uh, people are going to come out to the ballpark. They're not worried about that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, people will come out to the ballpark. I honestly, I don't know, Joe, if the fact that baseball, for the most part, is played in open air settings as opposed mm -hmm. to a arena with a roof over it containing it. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. The other thing I'll say, Joe, is the Major League Baseball season is still not set to really open for, what, two or three weeks? Right. And, you know, this could be very different in two and a half weeks. I mean, this thing is happening at a, at a ridiculous pace. Look at Italy two weeks ago. The, now the entire country is on lockdown as per the government. We have no idea what territory we're entering over the course of the next day, the next week the next three weeks before Major League Baseball starts. I'm sure the policy will be revisited and moving and shaking a little bit over the course of the next period of time, too. Yeah, and uh, I mean, listen, every other facet of uh, life seems to be affected. Schools are closing. Yeah. Uh, you know, flights aren't allowed in from Europe anymore. Wow. So they're basically, yeah. you know, shutting it down because you got to try to contain it. You know, when the World Health Organization labels it a pandemic, it basically means worldwide we've got we've got an issue. Um, but you know, every day, every day that it's out there, and every day, not only do we know, yeah, more people might get infected, but at the same time, they are that much closer to containing. And of course, our own bodies from uh, from just about every doctor that's come on says, listen, it's got to run its course. Once it runs right. its course, you're most of the general public will build up an immunity to it and you're good to go. I mean, the people who are at risk the most are the people who are at risk for everyday germs and viruses and, and the flu in general. So uh, you just got to be able to protect yourself. But I, again, don't know why buying toilet paper is a, uh, is a big priority. But at the same time, when if I got a season ticket to a Yankee game and I've bought my tickets and I'm good to go and listen, I'm. I'm a very I'm a healthy guy. The I and it's not affecting me. The idea that you're going to pull that joy away from me when I spent my money simply because of what um, is problemsome for a lot of people. There's a lot of people right now that have an issue with this. Yeah, this is going to be something, Joe, where you're not going to be able to please people all the people, no. right? You know, there's going to be some portion that say we are underreacting. There are going to be mm -hmm. some portion of people who say we are overreacting. And I, you know, because every personal situation is different, different you know, yep. 
Like, do you have a 75-year-old mother at home that you're concerned about? You know, Joe, I, I, I commute every day on the New York City subway system. You know, right. that's a lot different than people, you know, who are in a different city that don't have that kind of cluster of people together. That's correct. You know, and, and there are, Joe, one thing I know for sure is that there are thousands of people right now in this country that do, in fact, have COVID-19, right? And it's mild for them or they're going about their business, right. but they still have the ability to transmit it, you know, mm -hmm. so so. And to transmit it to someone who then is at risk. I have asthma, Joe, right? I'm 40. I'm, I'm, I feel fine, right? But maybe I'm at more risk because of my asthma. You know, right. I, it's just so unknown. I agree with you. I'm going to go about my daily life. Will I wash my hands more? Yes. Will I be right. more sensitive to what's around me? Yes. But I'm also not going to live in fear. That's me personally, right? right. I, had a fantasy, I have a fantasy baseball draft tonight. Joe, okay, a big industry league. It got canceled and moved to online. We had a right. vote. Should we still convene at the bar? I voted yes. But then on an email chain, people are like, nah, I got to take care of my mom. I don't know about this. To get in, I would have to travel. In. They, everyone's situation is different. And who am right. I to judge or to diminish someone's opinion on this? It's a very no. slippery No, it's It's... And it's split down the middle, guys. It's right. split it right is. down the middle, and you are not—you uh, are not going to please everybody. And there are just going to be a segment of the population that uh, really looks at this and says uh, the media fuels this. Uh, you know, guys in our position, you're—you're you're preaching fear and all of this. When the reality is, this is not the first pandemic that we've had, and we never went into quarantine prior, and it makes no sense. You're not going to win, guys. You are not going to win. But until we hear otherwise, we've got games coming up here tonight. 50 in college hoops. We'll start breaking them down. Hour number two here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com is the early line. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.